Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 119 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick, and today for you guys, we've got part two of our interview with Bobby Sampson. Bobby joined the show last week. We had part one. That was episode number 117. Today is episode number 119, and like I said, we're just going to play part two of the interview here for you guys. Bobby's obviously a big Philadelphia Flyers fan. We won't hold that against him too much. We talk a little bit of Rangers. We talk a little bit of Flyers and just NHL in general, so enjoy. All right, so I'm looking at this. Uh, I know this is something we want to talk about. I mean, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but just to look a little bit ahead to uh, the free agent class of next season. I mean, you know, you look at the top, you've got your Alex Peter Angelos, you've got your Taylor Halls, you've got your Tory Krugs. Is there anyone on this list who you think could fit the Flyers or anyone on here who you think might be undervalued, could be a little bit of a steal for a team next season? Any thoughts really on this whatsoever? It'd have to be like a Tampa type move or a Rangers move, actually, where they're getting a lot of picks in the future. Or like making a really good trade for uh, Drew Ann was a great pickup for I think Montreal or somebody picked them up, and he's really good now. But uh, Drew Ann wasn't getting enough playing time in Tampa, and he wanted the spot. Right. So like in those situations, if we had a guy like that, or somebody else had a guy, I don't even know what would make sense to the Flyers because there isn't much you can really do. Yeah, Dan Reeves like has a broken hand; he's coming back. Nolan Patrick with the migraines, but like. Those are all questions we still have to answer. And JVR's been playing good, so that's question and answer. But we don't really need anything right now. We're building from within, and Hextall's picks are still riding really high. I mean, we've got so many good, talented players coming up still, including Morgan Frost, who got a shot, but he didn't play that great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you he's know. He's back down the minors. But small I sample him size. But... Next Drew. I have that much faith in him. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Flyers depth chart right here, right now, and I, I can't really see anything that's like a glaring weakness. And, and to your point, I mean, it, it's a team that clearly uh, has some depth. Um, yeah, yeah we're, I mean, uh, we're going to the Cup this year. I promise you. It, it's oh yeah. the most deep because I, I haven't heard this every year since we were 18 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, but it was sarcastic before, except for 06, because I was like, dude, every line is a first line. It kind of feels like that here, and then we lost yeah. Lindblom. But Farabee stepped up, and he's been playing great. So, I mean, all these kids. If you're going to watch the Flyers, just watch the kids. Otherwise, you're watching Voracek just, like, chase a plastic bag around the <laughs> You know, it's funny. Uh, something we didn't even talk about before. We talked about that Ranger-Flyer shootout thing. That was the year that the Flyers went to the, the Cup Finals against the Blackhawks. So, yeah, just, just crazy stuff all around. Yeah, that's a really important point that we missed because it's, like, one shootout goal – determine whether or not you're even going to see the final round like that is insane if they knew the pressure on that one goal i don't think you would have made it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's it's crazy how much of a ripple effect there can be because you know it, say the say the rangers win that shootout okay so who from the eastern conference goes to the finals i, I mean i don't really think it would have been the rangers they would have been the last team in you never know but i mean yeah somebody else would have been facing the blackhawks in the finals there and and, and who knows there's just a crazy ripple effect you know when you have a, a situation like that you know, you also got me into from Field General Eli, Eli Manning, in yeah. the late fourth quarter, just showing me momentum and how those things really matter. Momentum is everything in hockey. 
and I didn't realize it as much because it used to be like the Flyers of three power players in the front. And they're just always good. Whereas now it's a whole team sport. You got a lot of kids that are younger. So that whole like cohesion of the team is so much more important now. And getting that win on the last day with one goal and then how far can we take this? And everything's just borrowed time because you could have lost. It could take the pressure off and you're not gripping the stick so tight. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Canucks team from, you know, not so much the last five years or so, but before that they had a nice, you know, I don't know exactly how many years, let's say like seven or eight years where they were a very good team in the Western Conference, uh, a great regular season team. And it was all because of, not not all, but mostly because of the Sedins and then also Roberto Luongo to a lesser extent. But then they get to the playoffs and you have to cycle all these lines on and off the ice and everybody's pedal to the metal going full bore on every single shift. And then you realize like, you know, beyond the Sedins, do the Canucks really have that much? And I think that's kind of one of the things that hurt them in the playoffs. I mean, I know they went to the finals that one year, but beyond that, you know, they, they were mostly a disappointing team in the postseason. You know, you're kind of getting to a very broad and awesome point, And that is how good do you have to be to make an impact in the playoffs? Because even the best players are limited because everybody's hustling so hard that it's not yeah. as much of a skill game, but you have to be good enough to hustle and make good plays and be consistent on your plays. And that's where like the whole depth of a team, I'll take a bunch of 75s rather than a couple of 90 players in NHL. Because yeah. the, the cohesion of the entire team, everybody, every shift, you're not going to have all glaring hole that they will exploit. And nowadays, like Bilicek style, not to go back to football again, but they just find your weaknesses nowadays. It's not old coaching where it's like, man, eh, go get them. It's more like, this is the cycle. <laughs> this is the point. This is how much momentum you need to build gaining the zone crossing the line i mean it's insane the amount of math that probably goes into it too i mean not the yeah. much of statistics but yeah so having more average players but a lot of them seems to work better in this game that's coming out now yeah and, and you know that'll definitely be something to to track if you know we get the season back underway and get into the playoffs we'll see if you know those teams with some unheralded depth are the teams that, that go on a run i mean I, you could look at last year blues and bruins they both have uh, a lot of depth i mean they both have some superstar players, but they're good, you know, top to bottom, you know, up and down the lineup. Right. And they clicked on momentum. Yeah. Yeah. The Blues were dead last and turned that around. And I think because they were dead last at one point, they were like, well, can't do any worse than this. <laughs> and all yeah. of a sudden, they're just like, <laughs> relax, making plays. Everybody can make good plays like that. These are all pro hockey players. There isn't a disparity anymore in how far much better one player is over another. And uh, just to shift gears a little bit here, I know that we wanted to do this. There was a thing, I noticed it on Facebook, the NHL official, you know, Facebook page or whatever. They put out a thing to choose your quarantine house. And they list eight different houses of mostly hockey players. There's a couple of random celebrities thrown in there as well. But uh, do you want to do this? Do you want to pick our, our quarantine house out of these eight that we get to choose from here? Well, you just can't really run have a house because you're not supposed to be near each other, right? Well, I think five is the limit. And I think that's what NHL was kind of playing off of here. Isn't oh, that, okay. Wasn't that a thing where, like, no more than five people or something? All right, well, not the Stahl brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, enough. You'll get no argument from me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at these houses, and I guess I'll just read them all. We'll go through them quick because, you know, I want everybody to, you know, obviously people can't see this list that we're looking at. But I'm going to go ahead and rule out house one right away. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Tyson Berry, Justin Bieber. Uh, just the fact that Austin Matthews oh and Justin God. Bieber are there. Yeah, I'm out on that. I don't know how you feel about that. Not a believer. Okay, fair enough. House two. Oh, it's the Kachucks. So you got Keith, Matthew, Brady, and then you've got Brett Hall. Oh, man, that would be a really good drinking house. 
it probably would be, but I don't know. I've just seen the Kachucks pull uh, enough stunts on the ice that I, I think I'm out on that house as well. Oh, they're like rowdy country boy kind of feel is what I get from them. Brett Hall seems pretty chill. I, I feel like we could we could talk to Brett Hall for a little while, talk some hockey with him. Oh, yeah. But, uh, all right, house three. I kind of like this one. Uh, you, get, you get a couple of flyers in here. So you got Keith Yandel, Kevin Hayes, Carter Hart, and Johnny Goudreau. That sounds fun to me. Nah. You're passing on that? Yeah, because Goudreau and Hayes, they're all kind of lame. They're not like, <laughs> like Travis Konechny I would hang out with anytime. Right. Okay. 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 Give me Drew. Give me even Raffle seems like he's fun. I don't know why Drew likes Raffle so much, but they must be good friends. And he must be hilarious. He doesn't yeah. strike me as being hilarious, but Drew just loves him and he's a comedian, honestly, on the ice. All right, house four. It's basically the sharks, or yeah, pretty much here. Joe Thornton, Brett Burns, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Pavelski. I mean, I'm cool on that. You know, they're they seem all right. I don't oh mind the sharks. God, I can never keep up with those beards. I know. It would take me about 20 years to grow a beard, the one that, you know, Joe Thornton has, or Brett Burns, for that matter. God, he probably has so many good hockey stories. I can't wait to see him on TV now that I think about it. Joe Thornton? He's oh, a legend. Yeah. yeah, That would absolutely. be a fun house. I, I might have to pick that one, because that's really fun. That's pretty solid. I think number five is winning so far for me, though. So you've got Sergei Bobrovsky, Artemi Panarin, Mr. Rizzi. Uh, which is Artemi Panarin's dog. And I don't know if you've ever seen these videos, but there's these videos of Panarin uh, using his hockey stick and trying to keep a wiffle ball away from his little dog. And the dog's like trying to pounce on the ball. It's great. Oh, dude, I got to see that. I have not. But so, you know, it's fantastic. So you got those three. So you got a dog in there. So that's cool. And uh, also Nikita Kucherov. Ooh. That last little throw in there. Point three. Yeah, I think Mm. so. And. I can only assume that one of the activities, we, we'd all be playing hockey, right? We'd all be, like, in the driveway, like, shooting the puck and stuff. I don't know, because you can't get social distance. True, you're playing, but... I, you're playing, like, board games from across the room. <laughs> I think for argument's sake here, though, the, the idea is that you're already in the quarantine house, like, before this whole thing started. That's what I make out of this. House six, you got... It's, it's the Capitals. Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Evgeny Kuznetsov. And uh, I can tell you, I, I had a shift to MLB.com, and I had to cover a Nats game, and the Capitals were there celebrating their Stanley Cup playoff win. Those guys know how to drink. I, I can put it that <laughs> yeah, way. You told me how hammered they were at that. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Finish these houses, because it's like, I could say one, but that might be the best one. Hear about Oshie's story, getting eight Olympic uh, shootout scores in a row. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. I watched that game live. That might be the greatest piece of hockey I've ever seen. Just so unexpected. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, you've got an Olympic game that goes to, well, like an eight-round shootout. And then second, there's no rule about after the first three shooters, you know, the same the same skater could keep shooting and shooting and shooting. And so they took advantage of that, and he just basically uh, just went in there and killed it, just kept scoring. Eight goals in a row, I think it was. Yeah, it was something. It was something crazy like that. I might have to go like, YouTube what? that. Like you have yeah. the puck on a string, and you are inside that goalie's mind. Like he was like eating the same breakfast as that goalie that morning. I think it was the yeah. Russian goalie. But yeah, yeah that Oshie's unbelievable stories probably come out of there too. And then of course Ovechkin. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun house. I can't stand Tom Wilson on the ice, but I, I think to just chill with and you know talk talk some hockey, I think he'd be all right. Yeah, you know how but, you have, like, an older brother that's kind of, like, a nerd and you don't really care about him and you and your younger brother would compete in some families? That's, like, Drew and Crosby having that. 
And Ovechkin's just been this like third wheel out there. It's just kind of a dork, but he scores a lot. And we're all just like, <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, two more houses left to get through. House seven is Brendan Gallagher, Kevin Bieksa, Charlie D. Emilio, Matthew Joseph. I have absolutely no opinion on that house whatsoever. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't really know what politicians. I don't know what any of them are like off off the ice. So yeah, pass on that one. House eight: uh, Dougie Hamilton, Andrei Svechnikov, Hamilton the pig, and uh, Jordan Martinuk. Oh my god! Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I just don't know enough about them. I mean. Zvechnikov seems cool, exciting. Dude, you really knew a lot about him. You're not going to pass up Brett Hull or hanging out with Joe Thornton or hanging out with Ovechkin. Like, you're not going to do that. Yeah, actually, you know, hanging out with the Kachucks doesn't sound so bad now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, dude, that would be a freaking brawl. They'd probably, like, punch <laughs> each other for fun. <laughs> like, that's what hockey is missing. I wish we had a way to vent that in the sport because he gets so angry playing. It's nice to fight somebody. And it really is like, a, hey, we're trading blows, but I'm not actually mad at you. I'm just venting and sending a message to my team. And both guys get that. So we need something like that, almost like a WWE style that's real, but isn't going to hurt anybody. Right. I mean, so you want like a like a revamping of the fights. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily like have work? to be a fight. You can't ever replace it. So it's like we might have to go a different direction and find something else that's entertainment within the game. But like, it seems very bland right now. You gain the zone with momentum. You take it deep. You make a couple passes, try and find the slot and you shoot and maybe it'll go in. And if you get a couple lucky bounces, you win the game. It's too straightforward to where they need to mix it up. And when you had fights and things, people are going out for five minutes and a couple roughing minors in there. The middle of the game just gets all screwed up. and You can't even have a plan at that point. You're running lines with different combos and everything. That's what we're missing from the game right now. It's too static. All right. And so, Bobby, one more thing I thought we could do here today before we kind of wrap things up is a lightning round. You know, I've done this with a couple of the other guests that I've had on the show. Do you have some time to answer just a couple of rapid fire questions here real quick? Sure do. I've heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for starters, all-time favorite Philadelphia Flyer. Ooh, wow, that's a really tough one. I have to say Mark Recchi. Yeah, I mean, I remember that was your screen name, so I think you got to go with that, right? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, current favorite Philadelphia Flyer. Drew all day. All right. Favorite moment in Flyer history. Ooh. Boucher winning that game. <laughs> in the shootout? Yeah, that really was a, one of the best flyer moments in history. Yeah, and I mean, when you consider what it led to as well, I think I think that's a great pick. Uh, toughest toughest flyer loss in history. Um, the one where Fedotenko was the only one who scored during an entire playoff series in two thousand two. Who was that against? I'm trying to remember now. I'm gonna look that up later. There's okay, Ottawa, and I okay. think there was two goals scored in the same game, and he scored in overtime to win us the only game of that series of the two goals we scored the entire series. We were wow, shut out the rest of the games. It was awful. That's crazy. All right. Uh, since this is a Rangers podcast, how about all-time favorite Ranger, if you had to pick one? I mean, obviously Messier, but let's go a little uh, creative here. I'm going to say either Sean Avery or Yarmir Yager. <laughs> both, both great picks for completely different reasons, but I like it. Um, okay. You'll love this. Favorite hockey video game? Ooh. NHL for Sega Genesis. With Alexander McGinley. Was there, do you remember what year it was? I'm just curious. I think it was 95. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Favorite hockey movie? Goon. 
first one is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, now for this one, any player in the NHL that you would like to see join the Flyers, and don't worry about like how much it would cost or like a trade or anything. Just you can push a button, and boom, somebody's on the Flyers. Who you got? Um, God, who would add the most? Tough one. Yeah, I've been hoping we get somebody like not a Goudreau because he's so small, but like the Taylor Hall, uh, Connor McDavid, who's a little bigger, just that big guy with the skills, almost like Kevin yeah. Hayes, but faster. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I think that makes sense. Um, favorite moment in Rangers versus Flyers history. Ooh. Well, we already covered this, didn't we? Cause we, the, the shutout, the shootout, right? Uh, I think the best part was hearing that Yager was going to come here too. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was just a year, right? That he was on the Flyers. Yeah, just a year. Yeah, that's, maybe that's two toward... actually. I shouldn't yeah, say. Yeah, I would have to look that up, but that's toward the end of his career when he was on another team every single season. It felt like. Yeah, that was great though. Seeing him, I, like you got him, and I was so jealous because I'm like, I just want to watch this legend play, and then I get to see him live when he came to Philly. So that was one of the best yeah. moments in Rangers Flyers rivalry for me. The crazy thing, too, is, like, when the Rangers first got him, like, I think a lot of people, I mean, not that he was, like, a worthless player at that point, but I think a lot of people thought that he was, like, kind of slowing down. And then he had that one season where he had, like, 123 points or whatever it was. Exactly. uh, Yeah, and he was just getting started, man, you know? The best part about Yager is that he really did transcend both styles of gameplay and did them both incredibly. Like, he was just an all-around monster. We're never going to see anything like that again, I don't think. All right, so how about this? So you're at a hockey game. What would you rather see live and in person? A hat trick or a line fight? Oh, come on. Line fight for sure. You'd be surprised. You know, we've done a couple of these lightning rounds. I've had a couple of people say hat trick. So it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> even split, believe it or not. I got to go you know, line fight myself, though. If it was the Hershey Bears stadium, when they get a hat trick there, they just, like, go insane. I don't even know what it's for, but just look up a video of how they throw all these stuffed animals on the ring. All right. I'll have to do that for sure. Um, now for this one, this is gonna be this is gonna be hard for you, but I need you to pretend that the Eagles never won the Super Bowl. Okay, it did not happen. Oh God! So wh- I think you know where I'm going with this. Which would you rather have happen? The Eagles win a Super Bowl or the Flyers win the Stanley Cup? I would rather have the Flyers win the Stanley Cup once to the Eagles winning the Super Bowl four times. Well, that's not the question. You got to pick one or the other. It's <laughs> oh, not a one to one. Saying. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you I'd, prefer I'd have the Eagles? not win four times in a row to get the Flyers to win once. Gotcha. Wow. That's, I did not see that coming. I had a feeling you'd pick the Flyers. I didn't think it was that extreme in that direction though. I mean, you don't know if in your lifetime you're going to see it. It's true. And that leads beautifully into our next question. Actually, if I tell you right now, the Flyers can win one Stanley cup in the next 20 years, but just one, only one. Would you take that? Absolutely. Yeah. How about how about I thought twenty might have been a little too uh, a little too small of a time frame. So how about like thirty years? Same thing. You'd take just one in, in thirty years. Yeah, maybe up to like sixty years. <laughs> as long as you see one in your lifetime, right? Exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. I I think I'm with you, man. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I think you know because you figure you you can get greedy though because you figure like well twenty years. They should win at least one, whether it's Rangers or Flyers. They should be able to win at least one in 20 years. But then you look at the history of both teams, and it's like, well, maybe not. <laughs> Stanley Cups are few and far between for both teams. Yeah, says the 49ers fan. 
who had a dynasty of championships. <laughs> yeah, but I was alive for one of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> True, actually. Well, You're too young. Or, or at least aware for one of them. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been tough sledding ever since then. That's funny. All right, and so that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On at New York Rangers. One last thing I thought we could do here right before we say goodbye for the day is I was going to go ahead and just kind of play an outtake from the interview that I had with Bobby here. Given what's happening in the world, I feel like everybody could probably use a laugh right about now, and here you go. Dude, I mean, like, the Paul Koreas and Solanis of the world, it only took two of them. I was just on a one-line team, but they really carry oh, <laughs> start that again try not to say shit, okay you said it like three times already oh you can't curse at all i mean if, if one i'll bleep one or two of them but I don't, I don't want it to be like a whole bunch of them oh, all right sorry i thought yeah, this no was, no it's all good man bsh radio they say the f-bomb constantly i try to keep things clean and family friendly on here when i can like i i'll swear every once in a while especially if like i'm, I'm quoting something but then i'll bleep it out so yeah if, if there's one or two it's fine but let's just try to avoid it if we can Got it. Um, yeah. So what the f*** was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, it's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.